What's up, everyone? This is Brian Ward, host of the Data Podcast, the podcast show for dads, about dads, being dads. I'm super excited that you're here and for the guests that I have on the show today. But before we get to the interview, if you have not yet subscribed to my show, please make sure you smash that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Also, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. The link is in the show notes. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me for yet another episode and another amazing guest that I have on today. He's become a good friend of mine through social media, as they all do, uh, but he's become a good friend of mine. He's doing a lot of things, not only in the fitness industry, but in business, in life in general, and more importantly, with his family and his kids. So uh, it is a pleasure to welcome my good friend, Anthony Mendez, the Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. Ryan, thank you so much, man. I've been looking forward for this one and uh, definitely excited to uh, get into it and be able to learn and also provide as much value as I can. Awesome. Um, yeah, I've been looking forward to it as well. Uh, really excited to kind of dive in because, you know, you have kind of a back history and things like that I want to go through and kind of hear about uh, kind of how you got started and the things you're doing. Uh, and then I'm, I'm very curious to hear about your kids and all that kind of stuff. So uh, for my listeners, viewers who may not know who you are, uh, let's talk a little bit about you, kind of your back history, how you kind of grew up, how you got into the things you're doing now, and then we'll dive into uh, your family. Definitely. So, you know, for anybody that, you know, out there who has maybe not come across me before, um, I'm Anthony Mendez. Um, I am a health and fitness business coach and marketing agency owner. I'm also the host of co-host of the Sweat It Out podcast. Uh, been in the industry of fitness for more than 12 plus years. Um, I started as a personal trainer, um, working for corporate companies like Bally's when they used to exist, LA Fitness, Equinox, and then move heavy into the social media space, giving me the advantage to scale as an online fitness coach. I was a gym owner for a time as well and um, saw the avenue that social media and online was paving for uh, fitness professionals. And um, I was able to take advantage of that at an early on um, you know, part of my fitness career. And from there, it allowed me to explore other avenues of business and marketing. And it led me to then pivot into the business coaching space about six months before COVID hit, which then unlocked so many opportunities and potential for me, which then allowed me to open up my marketing agency, my podcast, and uh, where you see me at today. Uh, but most importantly, as well, I'm a father, father first, father always. That's awesome. How many kids do you have? I have one. I have one little girl. How old is she? She's going to be four in January. Oh, wow. So yeah. she getting, uh, she getting excited for Christmas coming up. Oh man. She's, <laughs> she loves every holiday, but definitely Christmas. She's always, she's like, we're saying, I want my gifts. I want, I want gifts. I want family. I want this. She gets into a whole ranch. She's too funny. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, I mean, you've been in the fitness industry for a while. Um, is that something that's always been a passion of yours uh, as a young child, or did you just kind of stumble your way into it, just kind of working out and things like that? Yeah. So, um, you know, like I'm always going to say, it's nothing, not one of these crazy stories or anything. It's just being an athlete my whole life, um, you know, really allowed me to always stay active, be active, work out um, and exercise. And I've always loved it. You know, I always love the conditioning component of sports, not just obviously playing it, but I love the conditioning aspect, the getting ready for it. Um, feeling like I'm just getting better every day. Uh, that whole aspect really got a lot of my attention growing up. And then when I got to the point of finishing my athletic career in high school, you know, I decided not to go and pursue, you know, college um, sports. So I said, I got to do something. You know, the, the, my last season of football and wrestling was done my senior year. And I said, I got I to do something to stay active, something I love and also start making money. So, you know, luckily for me, I always say this because my mom was a step aerobics instructor and when step aerobics was a popular thing um, for many, many years. She, I believe it was like 24 years. She was a step aerobics instructor and she was working with Bally's at the time. And she got me my first opportunity as being able to work as a trainer there because she had some connections with the managers and all that. And that that led to my whole opening the doors for you know, a fitness profession. And it really started through there. It, it, that's how my, my career began. Hmm. Okay. So you've kind of been around fitness for uh, your whole life between sports and, and your mom be, kind of being in that arena as well. Um, 
fitness to me is, uh, for dads in particular, uh, is a very important part of our lives. And you stepped into a whole nother area of fitness with the online coaching part of it. And as you said, you know, with the pandemic hitting that kind of, it kind of took off from there, uh, because of that, I do see that and correct me if I'm wrong, but I do see that when I look at online stuff, fitness programs, um, videos, things like that, it looks saturated right now. There's a lot of people that are doing it. Um, was that a, was that a, something that you worried about when you started more of the online approach to things? Um, so, you know, really for me, when I started it for myself, there wasn't a lot of it. So when I started myself, you know, we're going back to when I took social media hard, started hitting it hard. We're talking about back in like 2013, 2014, um, I was still working in a corporate setting, but I was building my brand already, um, doing a lot of fitness and videos and stuff like that. And as I was building my brand, it got me to the point around 2016, I, I jumped independently and then I started doing my fitness online programs, which at the time it wasn't that popular. You didn't see that many fitness coaches doing online programs. So I came in an opportunity where things were open. It was like a blue ocean and um, I wasn't competing with as many people. So during that time, it allowed me to really cultivate, learn, also test, see what works, what didn't work, um, and allow myself to keep growing from there to then where I got a good grasp of it and I was able to create a system. And then it allowed me to navigate into the business side of things and start working with, um, you know, clients who needed it. And really COVID, I would say COVID was the marker that really drew in the floodgates for online fitness coaching. Because that year of 2019 going into 2020, there was online fitness coaches more than even when I started, but it wasn't to the point where it's at today. Um, and that really opened up the floodgates to really bring in a rush of people and it really changed the landscape of fitness. Um, but really what I tell people all the time now, it's not looking at it as like, am I entering a saturated market? It's more now you have to pivot into the sense of what's going to make me stand out the most amongst everybody because at the end of the day like we know in any business right like you go restaurants restaurants it could be considered a saturated market right what's going to make you unique what's going to make you stand out what's going to make you different and what's going to be your irresistible offer right who's and who's going to be your target audience so if you can really dial in those specific things you can totally separate yourself apart it's just knowing how to do it and who's going to do it more, the most consistently and the most disciplined and the reason i say that is because people don't know this, but in health and fitness, when it comes to training and coaching, there's a 90% drop off rate in this hmm. industry because a lot of coaches don't know how to get a grasp of it. And the two biggest issues you see is either one, they don't have enough leads to be able to sustain a business or number two, they're so burnt out because of the one-on-one -on -one or because of the way that they, they have their model that they just can't handle it anymore and they collapse. So those are the two biggest problems you see in this industry. And it's more about like, if you know how to be able to navigate through this and be able to have the right tools and systems, you're going to be able to do really, really well. Because health is one of those, is one of the um, biggest money-making markets, health and wellness, health and fitness um, in the world. You know, so anything that you involve yourself with health and fitness, if you learn and have the right systems, you will do very, very well. Because people are always going to have pain points in those areas that need to be solved. Yeah. Um, when you, when you talk about, um, uh, helping uh, online coaching, you do a lot with helping trainers, online coaches grow their business, right? How do you do that as, as in, in the industry you're in, how do you do that with the, with these guys? What do you, what do you, what's your process? Definitely. So a uh, great question. So I have a, a five-step method. Um, so number one, um, my first method is basically called the six figure fit pro assessment. And then I'll go back to, and I'll explain kind of back and forth when I started, how I started figuring this out, but, you know, using my story, but for me, the first thing I did, and I, and I say this because it's important for any coach or trainer out there to listen to this, um, is that when I went into the online fitness space, I thought that just having a big following already, I think at the time I had like 50 to 70,000 followers. I said, great. I'm going to drop my program post. I'm going to let people know I have a program. I'm going to crush it. And that was my mindset. I did I did that. And little did I know, I only sold one program. 
Wow. And the program I sold was to an old client that I had a year ago. So it wasn't even a new lead. It was a past lead that just saw it and said, all right, let's do it. That to me scared me because I was like, wait, doing all these videos, um, I'm getting interactions, I'm getting tons of engagement, and I only sold one program. Now had that now had a problem in my hands. And what I started doing is I started digging and looking for answers. I started realizing that I just didn't have a target audience. I didn't have a niche. And I was just shooting all over the place. And that's where I came up with the six-figure fit pro assessment, where it allowed me to identify and create who my ideal avatar was going to be. So that way I can go dial in and speak to the right people and attract the right people. And that's the first thing I did with my business and my business then literally just started moving up. And that literally already started bringing me, bring me in an extra three to $5,000 a month just implementing that first step into my business. Um, and as going from there, you know, I'm thinking, okay, great. I solved everything. Little did I know, again, I hit another roadblock. And, and in that roadblock, what I came to realize was, okay, um, I'm out here. I'm getting in front of more people now. I'm getting more of the right people. But for some reason, I'm not able to close as much. I'm not able to get as many sales and any deals coming in. And quickly did I realize because this one lady, I remember after we jumped off our call, she messaged me and she said, hey, look, she's like, I was so confused on what you were even offering. Mm -hmm. And then that was like, oh, crap. If she's telling me that, then everybody I'm getting on calls that are denying me are probably feeling the same way. Again, I had to go back, start doing digging started, you know, learning into like how to be able to craft offers, how to be able to build offers and most important, an irresistible offer, you know, because if your offer is not irresistible, people are not going to want it, you know, and be able to provide that perceived value and that upfront and be able to show people, you know, like, Hey, why this can solve your problem. So going back to the books and doing this work, this is where I was able to come with, with what's called the fit pro business builder, which is basically we help you craft out an irresistible offer. And not only cross out an irresistible offer, but we have three pillars to our offer, high ticket, medium ticket, low ticket. And once I did that for myself and I said, and I put it to the test, I realized this was the next problem I had. And the reason the reason why I was failing at it is because I had no offers and I was just constantly just pitching different things to different people. I was just out there, okay, let me try this price with this one. I'll tweak this offer for this one. This one will be a little different. Oh, they have money. I'm going to charge them a lot more. They don't have that much money. I'm gonna... And I was just playing like that. And at the end of the day, that causes confusion, not only for yourself, but for the buyer, most importantly, a confused buyer doesn't buy. So quickly with that fitness business builder, um, you know, I was able to start seeing wins. I had more clear conversations with people. When I was presenting my offers, it were a lot more clear. People knew what they were getting. They knew the deliverables. And I had my specific price points for each one. And it wasn't just shooting randomly. So once I implemented those first two steps, I really saw an inclination in my business. That's when I said, okay, my business is going somewhere. Um, and through that process, I was probably there for a few months until I hit another wall. And the other wall was, as I was exhausting already, a lot through my content and already getting exhausting a lot of the people that I was already just attracting from before, I wasn't really attracting new people. And I was like, okay, what is going on now? My business is starting to do this. And I quickly realized within those few months, okay, I have a content and marketing problem. And how I realized was that because I had another person reach out to me and they said, hey, look, you know, I like what you're doing. I like what we sp spoke about, but I don't understand how you're going to get me to do this that you're showing in your content if I don't if I can't even do this first. And that made me realize that I had a marketing issue. And my issue was I was putting content that didn't even align with the people that I was trying to talk to. So the audience I built, my content wasn't even in alignment with the audience I built. And that was a big problem. So right there, I that's when I actually hired, um, started working with somebody um, to help me out with my marketing. And I started realizing and learning how to be able to start putting the right marketing 
um, message out and the right content that makes sense for that person and using their pain points and creating content from those people's pain points from your target audience's pain points. I started talking more, not only I not only talking more, but I also started um, showing my lifestyle with before I wasn't doing that it was just like an exercise library. You know, I started being able to connect more with people. And at the end of the day, people connect with people. They don't just connect with a product. People connect with people. So I needed to connect with people more and start showing more of that cultivating content. And when I started doing that and figured that out, I came out with a FitPro marketing machine. And from there, I was able to then start bringing in a lot, a lot of business and a lot of leads because I had a marketing machine set in place. And that's really when I saw the big first big leap in my business. Like it really separated the gap because now I had an now I had a new problem, which was okay. I'm getting all these leads, which is great, but the issue was I was now facing more opportunities and more objections and more other other things I wasn't seeing before because I wasn't getting so many leads. So, which led me to the next issue, which probably took me about seven months to really like remove my ego and allow myself to be coached by sales expert. And it was the fact that I needed to learn how to be able to start doing high ticket sales. And I needed to learn how to be able to, um, you know, handle conversations properly, coach somebody through a call and be able to handle objections I've never seen before or face because I just didn't have that much opportunities before. And I was like, great to have this marketing machine, but if I'm not closing, then what's the point? You know, so the moment I realized that I needed to hire a coach um, for that is when really my business was like, okay. I took it from being being a $10,000 a month business to now like a $30,000, $40,000 a month business. And implementing that coaching place allowed me to come up with my FitPro sales machine, which I was now able to not only, you know, not close 10 to 20% anymore, but now I'm closing anywhere between 40 to 60% in my business. And for any person out there in business, you know what that can do for you. Um, and that really, really started making me understand you know, the importance of sales and the importance of mastering it um, and crafting it to make to make sure that you can actually convert people uh, from your leads. And another thing people would say, okay, cool, you're done. I thought I was done. I was like, okay, I'm set. I'm making good money. I'm already made it. I'm a disruptor in my space. And again, I hit another wall. That next wall I hit was, I think I was about there for like nine months to a year of trying to figure this out. And it led me to a positioning of hiring another coach. And and I say that because I think a lot of people sometimes um, don't realize the importance of hiring somebody to help you. And you can understand that, uh, you know, speed rewards success. And you have to be able to move quickly and make those mistakes quickly and realize I need help because if not, you're going to be stuck there longer than what you want to be. And that second time, I, that second time I hired, hired a coach, really opened up my eyes in the importance of continuously hiring more coaches. That's why I hire a coach every year. Um, and what it was for me at that time was I had all those, the, the four steps in place, the six figure fit pro assessment, the fit pro business builder, the fit pro marketing machine, the fit pro sales machine. And, and I had created money for myself. Um, I created my own schedule, but the problem is I didn't have freedom. And I was still in a position where I was like burning myself out. And I said, okay, this is a problem because this is only going to last so long. And I was already seeing the little holes and the cracks where they were exposing themselves. And the, the thing that I needed to learn when I hired this coach was I needed to start building a team. And this is where I really started learning the power of building a team. And not only the power of building a team, but the understanding of being able to give trust so to somebody else and you giving up power. And I think that one of the things that scares, and, and I say not only entrepreneurs, but more men is giving up power, giving up power and putting that trust in somebody else's hands, which in turn, because this is a baby you've built for so long and you know how to do it best. You're scared that it's going to go down or it's going to die out. Well, here's the thing. If you don't understand how to let go, you're, you're going to lose your business. It's the same thing I think when we learn as parents, like obviously me talking to friends who have older kids is you have those parents that are always want to hold on to their kids. They're scared to let their kids go into the world. They want to hold on to them. What you're doing is you're separating that relationship within your, your kid because your kid is like, stop suffocating me. But at some point you have to let go and understand that, hey, your kid is going to do fine. It's the same thing with business. You have to let go and understand I got to let go of all this power and control and give it to some 
to key players in my business who know how to do certain things better than I do to get results so I can start thriving and create freedom. And that's what I did. And and that's where I came up with the Fit Pro team machine, which allowed me to um, instill a, a, the right team, key play, the right team key players um, to be able to automate my business and create an evergreen process. And I took that system, which is called the Fit Pro method. And this is what I put in place for my clients. Um, this is what allowed my clients to become you know, six figure plus earners and create that money time freedom that they, that they're looking for. And especially in the health and fitness field where um, a lot of it is worked in reverse, where they teach you, learn all the education of the body, this, this, and this first, and then business doesn't come till a few years later. And that's why they don't make it. You know, I want to see less trainers and coaches falling out of the industry where I want them to come in, get your search, get your, get your main education, your main education and learn business right away. So that way you don't have the problem of that falling in that bracket of the 90% drop off. And for me, that's, that was kind of, kind of been my mission since the beginning and uh, being able to cultivate these coaches and trainers to understand that if you want to be able to have a long-term business, you need to build a business that can sell. Um, You know, and I think that a lot of times um, we don't come into the mindset of build, build a business to sell, even if you don't want to sell it because a business that cannot be built to sell is not a real business. And that's where I've learned along these tracks myself and working with coaches and making me understand the power of building an actual business. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, you said a couple of things in there that, um, that made a lot of sense, especially for entrepreneurs. One being that when you're, when you're trying to be an entrepreneur or trying to develop a business, the first thing you really got to come up with is the brand. What's the, what's the brand? What, what does it represent? What does it mean? What's the value of it? And then once you have that established and the next step obviously is to find, okay, where's my market? Who is my, who's my, what's the niche market that I need to target? You know, for me with the data podcast, that obviously the brand is in, in the name itself, being a dad and stepping up. That's really where the brand is and what the brand represents. And then who's my target market? Well, that's easy. It's dads. Now I do have, you know, a certain range of ages that kind of drift towards my podcast or the information that I'm putting out more than others. You know, I'm usually in that, you know, 30 to 45 year range uh, is most where most of my dads are. But I do have younger dads and older dads. And truth be told, I've actually have a lot of moms that watch the show or listen to the podcast. Um, I'm at about a 60, 40 split right now. So I have 60% are dads, 40% are moms, which is great. Um, so yeah, finding that niche market or finding that niche, that target market that you want to uh, go after and capitalizing it, sending the messages out and sending the, um, you know, sharing the marketing materials with those, with that target market. And then the third thing you talked about is obviously help finding the help. Uh, I, I value my time. So there are areas in my time that I need to get back. And how do I get that back? Well, that means I have to relinquish some responsibility to others and finding the help in others. And that also applies to parenting too. As, as parents, we can't do it ourselves all the time. We have to rely on other people, whether it's our spouses or other family members or close friends. Um, we have to rely on other people to help us in order to be a successful parent, in order to have our child grow up and be successful. So those are all important areas as a dad and as a man, as a husband or as a uh, woman or an entrepreneur, right? Um, so those are, those are very critical. Uh, and that seems very simple to do, but it does take a lot of work. It does take a lot of time. It does take a lot of research because you're obviously trying to figure out what your target market is. That takes a lot of research and capitalizing on help, just finding the right help. People, like you said, finding people that are successful in the area that you want to be uh, an entrepreneur in is, is, is helpful. Uh, you want to find those people. Um, the same thing applies for parents. I'm not as a dad, you know, if I need help in an area as a parent, I'm not necessarily going to go to somebody who's probably not a dad and ask him for parenting advice. I want to seek parents that have been successful. And that's exactly what I've done through my years as a dad. Uh, my boys, I have two boys, they're older, 24 and 21. But the fact is I, I utilize the help of others between my wife, family members, my pastor, things like that. Um, reaching out to other people that have been successful parents is how I was able to, in my, in my view, I've messed up a lot, but in my view, been a successful parent. So um, that's awesome. I do want to ask you this though, as a, as a man, you know, we have a lot of 
um, we're, our lives are busy as moms too, you know, this applies to moms too, but our lives are busy. We're constantly on the go, whether it's with work, uh, you know, house, house things, uh, errands, uh, you know, all those different things apply as a dad trying to find time to take, to take care of our bodies, take care of ourselves, take care of our health. Um, some dads say, I don't have the time to do that. I, great. Anthony, I want to work with you too, but the training program you're ha- you're putting me through I just don't have the time for that. So what's your words of advice to dads when they tell you, when they use that excuse or that objection? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so first thing, and and that's a great one because I'm going to go back and I'm going to first say like, and I'm going to try to relate with anybody who's in their, in their position, right. In the position they're in. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I recently caught myself in a position where I was struggling through a moment in my life when me and my little me and my little girl's mom we had unfortunately we had split up it's going to be two years now in in january and that first year i'll tell you it took a hit on me it took a hit on, on me like my health went down i was giving up all my my only time i had extra because i i wanted to be the best father i could be and i thought by me giving up my time for myself was going to be the way to show her my little one that I'm here for you all, all the time accessible and I have to give up myself to now make you feel loved. And little did I know I was deteriorating myself. I was, I went from working out five, six times a week to working out maybe once a week mm. at most. And I say, I'm saying this because I know there might be other dads out there that are going through this because I've been through this or that going through other things during their family or other things that they're facing. And it might feel like, you don't have the time. It might feel like, you know, you've hit rock bottom and there's just no way out. You might feel like that's it. You know, it's, it's, it's either this or I can't do anything at all. And, you know, I had to go through that myself. And it was crazy because, you know, coming into, I went a position of more business before when I was a trainer, always hearing my clients telling me things like, Oh, I got to find the time or I'm dealing with this in my family or me and my partner just split up. Or, and at the time I maybe didn't, ex- I, since I was a trainer, I wasn't really like, I was like, but yeah, but yeah, no, no, like just excuses. And now that I experienced myself being not the trainer anymore, I was like, damn, now I know what my clients were telling me when they were going through some of these things that I'm going through right now. Um, and the first, the biggest thing that I'll tell anybody is you need to be able to, if you're going through something similar like this, or you're going through troubles, or you're going through some kind of, whether it's a breakup um, or whatever problems you're facing where you can't, you're coming up with the, the excuse of not being able to create time. That's when you need to be able to go find help. Um, and that's when I realized was that if I tell myself, even now, if I touch myself telling myself I don't have time, then that means I need to get help. Because the fact that I'm telling me myself, that means I'm cutting myself too thin or I'm doing too much. And I need to be able to get help from either if it's business, your team, or you need to build a team if you don't have a team, or you need to get help from family members or from friends or people around you. I think sometimes we scare, we get scared to ask for help uh, because we think that people are going to say no, but you never know. And it's okay to ask for somebody to help you watch your child or ask you somebody to help you to, you know, with an area of your business or X, Y, and Z, ask your partner to do this. So you can focus on yourself because if you're not your best self, then you're not going to show up powerfully for you, your family, your friends, your business. And I had to come to realization with that quickly to change my own life. So I don't keep falling down. So whenever I talk to somebody, you know, I always try to understand best, you know, when they're, and, and relate with them as much as, as they, as I can with them and be able to dive in deeper when somebody says, you know, man, I don't have the time or, you know, I am, I'm struggling with time right now. I can't commit to something else. Well, I'd be like, Hey, look, I totally, totally understand. Like, you know, you're busy, you're a mom or you're a dad, you know, you've been, um, you know, you, you told me you're an entrepreneur, you run your own business. You have this many kids, man. I hear you. I, I can see why you don't have the time. Now, quick question you, I know you mentioned that this quick question. I know you told me this was very, very important for you. Are you somebody that's kind of like, hey, that since I don't have the time, I'm just going to just keep waiting and waiting? Or is it more like, hey, I don't have the time, but I'm willing to figure every way out possible to create some time? Which person are you? And most of the time, people are going to tell you, I'm the type that's going to be willing to figure it out, especially if they got on a call with you. There's a reason why they got on a call with you. And I said, awesome. So let's do this. How about we create a list and let's open up your calendar 
and let's figure out ways that we can create time. And you got to work with them through it. Like hear them out, feel them out, understand where they're coming from, put yourself in that place, and then also use some of your own stories or client stories. For anybody who's like a new trainer that maybe doesn't have clients yet, use your own stories. For anybody who has who's a trainer who already has testimonials and clients, use your client stories to share with that prospect and let those stories be be an impact for them. Maybe you had a client who had a similar story to John and you're like, hey, look, John, man, I had a client named Ron. And let me tell you, it reminds me a lot of what you're going on and walk them through that story, you know, because and send them the testimony. Be like, hey, look, this is my client, Ron. If you know what? Let me introduce you guys. I think you guys will hit it off. Let me introduce you guys. Use these different ways to connect with your your prospect and also to just lose, you know, to bring those walls down, those barriers. But most important, you got to meet them where they're at. If you don't meet them where they're at, then you're going to lose it. And that's what I like to do is come up with solutions and let's look at that calendar. Let's figure ways out. Hey, look, I see that you have a white gap here. 30 minutes this is great. Can you commit to that, to being a time that you could put in for your health? Yeah, sure. I can definitely do that. Okay. So create solutions and show them that, hey, we're here to work together and help you out. And this is not to bring more stress onto you because what happens a lot, and I've come to realize in the fitness space is that sometimes a lot of prospects or clients, they'll get more stressed on the fact that they know they need to add this to their schedule. So how can you help them to make them realize and work with their current schedule to make this as easy and less stressful as possible? And that's kind of how I do things and how I work with, with my clients. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I think uh, there are a ton of areas where people say we don't have enough time. I, you know, I don't have a ton, enough time for that 30 minutes. Like you're talking 30 minutes, that's nothing. Right. Um, when they say those things, I think about, okay, but where is your time being dedicated? If it's, if you, if you're working at your job for 18 hours a day, maybe you can squeak out the 30 minutes out of that time. If you're working uh, on your brand and you're spending so much time on your brand, maybe you can squeak out 30 minutes uh, at a time to take away from that. So you can focus on your health. Um, if you're, if you're spending your evenings, watching television, relaxing for two hours every night. Well, that's an easy fix there, right? Uh, and then the last thing I like to say, like for me, I like to work out in the morning because I just know that by the time my day is done, at the end of the day, trying to go work out, is just not going to happen. Um, but I know that if I can get up an extra 30 minutes early to get a workout in, um, that's my, that that's, that's, that's the best time for me. And yes, I'm going to lose a little bit of sleep, 30 minutes worth of sleep, but maybe you go to bed 30 minutes earlier or, you know, find a way to help you sleep a little better. So you get a more solid sleep uh, when you're, when you are uh, sleeping, you get a more solid sleep during the, during the night, but 30 minutes in the morning of just waking up 30 minutes earlier, just to, just to get a workout in, even if it's three yep. days, even if it's three days a week, that's, that's huge. Three days a week and commit to that three days a week. That's nothing. Two of those days could happen on Saturday and Sunday, you know? So um, yeah, it, that's super important. And I, and you brought up a good point. Listen, if we're not a hundred percent healthy and uh, our gas tank isn't full uh, health wise, mentally, physically for our, ourselves as dads, how are we going to, how are we going to show up for our families? You got to be able mm -hmm. to show up for your families. If your gas tank is on empty, you're not going to be able to be a hundred percent for your family. And that's where, that's where your gas tank really needs to be full. And just the fact you working out on the days that you commit to working out, trust me. And he can, I'm sure Anthony can attest to this, but trust me, uh, you'll have so much more energy. You'll feel so much better about it. Uh, you'll feel you, you'll be more positive, more energetic. It's just, it, it does wonders just that extra 30 minutes. Oh, huge. It, it it's it's a game changer and i and 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 i and this is why i love the health and fitness space because you know it really does change your life in all aspects um it changes your life you know to the cellular level and level and also as well to the environment your the take the way that you approach your environment the way you approach your your business the way you approach your your meetings the way you approach your family interactions the way you are going to be with your kids your spouse whatever it is it changes everything um, and that's why I love it because it has an overall impact. And what I came for, for me personally, what I realized after during that hard time of, you know, that co-parenting, trying to figure that out and learning that, you know, and I, I, I asked for help, you know, I reached out and asked for help because I was in a place that I needed help. 
um, you know, what I came to realize in the last two years, like the very, very big importance of um, understanding, you know, your success, your success pillars. And for me, you know, I always tell people like you have your health, self-care, friends and family and business. And you have to look at it as like a table, right? You know, and a table has four legs and each of those legs is a pillar and each pillar is very important. Each pillar means success for you. Um, of, of course, in health, there could be different things. Like for me, it's physical movement, mental, spiritual. For somebody else, it could be something another thing added on in there. But for me personally, mentally, mentally healthy, physically healthy and spiritually healthy, you know, and then that's my first thing. So second thing is self-care in my, and I call it dating yourself, taking yourself out on a date. Um, and that's time for yourself, time for you to go do a hobby, time for you to go spend time on your own, reflect with yourself. It simply could be going for an, for a 30 minute to an hour walk, going to the beach, um, going, taking yourself out to lunch or dinner, you know, going, doing something you like taking that self-care moment to, to really pour into you, um, and only you, this should be your time. Um, and then when it comes to friends and family, you know, I think another important pillar in there is that because I think sometimes we we get caught up as entrepreneurs, which I get it. There's moments of sacrifice. But if you don't also fill the cup of being happy that you've gotten time to be with your friends and your family, you're not going to feel successful. Um, and that's why I put it in there as much as when you build your schedule, your calendar out, you need to make sure that those things are in there. And then lastly, business. And the reason why I put it as for me, the I put it as like the last thing, because I'm a true believer that if you don't fill your cup of health, self-care, friends and family, you're not going to pour into your business effectively, uh, which most people put business here. And then all these three lack, and then your business will eventually start crumble because you're not taking care of your health, your self-care and your friends and family. But if you flip it and you do the opposite, you'll see how your business will start thriving. And then for anybody, you got to just look at your, your four legs, look at your table and say, which of those legs is weak? Which of those legs is about to collapse? Right? Because if I take one leg out, your table might be standing. But if I touch that table, it's going to fall. You know, and the same thing, if you only have two legs, you're like this. And if you have one, then you're you're completely upside down. So you have to find out which of those legs you have to strengthen, start pouring some time energy into it and get it strong. So you have a strong table, strong core. And for me, I truly live by those four pillars. And it's helped me to like really cultivate a much flourishing and fulfilling life um, because I can stay true to those things. Yeah, no, that's a great analogy. The table analogy is always, uh, you know, having the four legs uh, that applies in tons of areas of our lives. We can use the table analogy. So uh, that's great. Um, absolutely. I want to ask you this. We have in society right now, we have probably the highest obesity rate among kids in general. Oh, yeah. Uh, because of uh, a few factors. Number one, the, the ease of the availability of, uh, you know, foods that aren't healthy right? That's available to us at our fingertips from our phones, right? Um, and then also, also, you know, the use of social media and electronics, because our kids are becoming more sedentary in what they're doing. They're not as active. Um, from my boys, you know, we, we were always encouraged uh, an extracurricular activity outside of school and outside of the home. And my boys just gravitated towards sports. But there's a lot of kids that may not be interested in sports. And what they're doing is they're finding their time spent on YouTube or video games and become, because of that, they're not actively moving. They're not moving their bodies and exercising in the right way. So our kids have become naturally obese or heavy, fat, right? That's what we're just going to call it what it is. They've become overweight as children. And that's, that's sad because it's dangerous. Number one, and number two, they're not learning how to take care of themselves when they're adults. So my question to you as uh, somebody that's in the fitness industry, uh, as a parent or as a dad, as a parent, my kids, Anthony, my kids are not wanting or willing to do anything, be active. They just want to sit their faces in front of the YouTube or the television or the video games. How do I get my kids to be interested in being more active uh, to help take care of their bodies? Yeah, great question. Great question. So I would say the first thing is I think naturally as as parents, you know, we go into kind of like a 
we want to kind of almost attack mode and kind of say like, you're wrong. You're not doing this. You're going to die. You're going to do this. And, and we've come to realize that just, it's just going to keep pushing them more away. Um, and I think one of the biggest thing is to come to realize, and, and, and this is just coaching stuff. Even when you're doing them with your clients is they already know that they're doing bad. They already know their health is not in the best place. They already know they're not moving their bodies. They don't want to keep knowing that. So my thing is find ways that you can first do things that they can participate in with you and kind of bring them along with you, right? Where it's like, hey, and don't force it. Like you need to come with me. It's repetitive, constantly touch points. Like in marketing, the more touch points you make, eventually that person will follow into your pipeline and eventually you sold them. So I look at it as the same thing. How many touch points are you creating with your children to then eventually get them to go do the thing you want them to do? So you have to lead by example as a parent. And I always say that if they don't see you moving or they don't see you active, what makes them going to think that, oh, well, why should I be active? You're not even active. So I think the number one thing is lead by example and invite them. Hey, um, give me what, what's one of your kids' names? Blake. Blake. Hey, Blake, buddy, you know, I just want to let you know, I'm going to go play some basketball. I'm going to shoot some hoops with uh, with your with your cousin or with your family member, with our friends. Hey, what do I know if you want to tag along? I need an extra teammate. I need an extra partner. Now he's going to be like, He's going to, number one, it's going to make him feel like, damn, dad needs an extra partner. If not, he can't play. And then number two, it's going to be like, he's inviting me. He's not forcing me. So I think using some of those, the choice of words helps a lot too. And almost like an invitation. And then it sounds, it it makes it also believe like, he's not going to be like, oh, he's forcing me to exercise. It's coming to play and the play creates exercise. So it kind of hides it in there. And then as you start doing things like that, um, I really think it starts allowing also as well discovery of what your kids like, because through there, you can see maybe they do like that activity you're doing. They want to join you. Or maybe you can come and approach. Hey, look, I know I've been asking you to come play basketball with me. Um, maybe basketball is not your thing. What would you like to do? Let's do something. What would you like to do? What do you like? He might tell you, man, you know, um, I, I, I want to go canoeing or I want to go hiking or I want to go. And maybe like that you start getting out of them some, so excuse me, some of the things they like and they want to start doing it with you. So I think it's all about how we approach, how we deliver, how we be able to interact with our kids. It starts with the parents leading by example. And if you're, you know, if you're a parent who has their own health issues and maybe overweight, you know, and you start changing your life and you start losing weight, your kids see that your kids see that. And it might motivate them to want to do the same. And then not only that, but if your kids live with you, when you start changing your environment that they're in, they, it might naturally start helping them too. You know, if you if you start picking and choosing the foods that are best for you, and you bring that into the household, well, your kids are going to be in that in that environment as well. And, and again, that's there's that saying that you know the environment you're in or the people you hang around you will become. You know, so if you start changing you for you yourself as a parent first you'll start seeing naturally how they can start moving your kids to go ahead and start following more of that lifestyle. So I think that's one of the best, easiest approaches to start working, you know, to help your child, you know, combat obesity or, or, you know, fight the, uh, you know, fight into losing some weight is approaching it in those different ways. And I think another big thing as important when it comes to really, when it comes to these young kids is as parents, like we have to monitor the, the things that they see on social media, we have to be on top of our kids more on that. You know, we're, we live such in a world where you get so cons- consumed by this phone and social media. And look, don't get me wrong. I love social media. I think it's a great tool. It's exactly that. It's a tool. It's not a lifestyle. It's not an escape, which that's what people use it for as an escape. It's a tool to help you in what you're trying to advance in or succeed in. It's not for you to get consumed in it. And a lot of kids get consumed in some stuff that they shouldn't be seeing. And, not, and I'm not just talking about like, explicit stuff but also stuff that might inhibit them from losing weight right this this over glorification of obesity you know that's one of the things i'm tired of seeing i'm tired of seeing content that glorifies obesity on a 24 base 24 7 basis you know and my whole thing is there's a difference between glorifying obesity and fat shaming complete difference right fat shaming is you're making somebody feel bad and you're bringing them down you're bullying them based on their weight when glorifying obesity is you're putting people who are obese on a pedestal and making them seem that it's okay, it's healthy. Now they're saying it's healthy to be looking like that because that's you should feel comfortable under your own skin. Well, I'm sorry, I don't agree with that. If anything, that wrong messaging is going to drive people to die more, get more diseases, 
create more problems because you're only trying to sell your products. And that's what I tell people all the time. I go, what these people are feeding you and they're trying to make you feel safe and make you feel accepted. What they're doing is they're making money off of you and they don't care about your health, but I care about your health, right? So what I think as parents, we need to make sure that our, our, our children are not seeing the wrong things or wrong messages. And again, I think that right now we live in a time where I think it's it's even harder now to parent kids than it was before. And I'm not saying there weren't challenges before, but I think it's getting harder because there's so much more access. There's so much more exposure and there's so many different things going on that kids have have, um you know, are, are getting, you know, fed all this information and it's becoming an overload for kids. That's why kids are stressing out more. Kids are more depressed. Kids are cutting, committing more suicide and obesity is an all time high because there's just so too much for them to handle. Their brain can't even process. Imagine us adults who we're stressing out. We're having a hard time. Some of the stuff we can't even process. Imagine kids who their brains are not even fully developed. So I think as parents, we need to be on top of seeing what are they looking at? Is that is and it work? And if we're talking about the obesity topic, are they looking at things that is only making them a accept that it's okay to be obese, that it's okay to live that lifestyle? They're looking at things that, you know, are making them feel that they can continue this living this way, or are they looking at positive things to help them get them out of the situation that they're in? So I think as parents, we have to just, you know, to keep it a nutshell, the way we speak to them, the way we deliver, the way we invite them to, you know, get them excited to invite them to something, get them involved with what you're doing. I think participation as a family is an important thing, especially now. I think more than ever, the family dynamic needs to be strong. And I think by you involving your kids and the things you're doing is going to be very important. And then lastly, just being on top of what they're looking at. I think I think you can start there and you can start seeing results. Yeah, it's great information. And I absolutely agree with everything that you said, uh, particularly when it comes to getting them involved in things uh, outside of the home, uh, just showing an interest in the things that they're interested in and leading by example, as you had said. Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to play with the guys or some of the boys at, uh, at, at the park. We're going to play some uh, basketball. Would love for you to join me because I need a teammate. That's great. Um, and, and here's the thing. Parents need to understand. You don't have to take away the devices from them. You don't have to take away the PlayStations, the video games from them. I'm just saying that there are ways to get them actively moving and still allow them to enjoy those other things, uh, that those luxuries that they have. Uh, there's ways to do it. And Anthony brought up some good points there through leading by example. You know, if you're going to sit on the couch and watch, watch football and tell your kid to go outside and play, because he needs to get active, you're not sending the right message. Well, you're sitting on the couch and, and you're making him go outside and do something to be active. So leading by example, and then our words are, are powerful. Words can, words can highlight somebody or they can crush somebody and depending on how you use them. So use your words carefully around your kids and the things that you say to them, especially when it comes to trying to get them to be more interested in being active outside of the home. Um, those are those are great great uh, tools, great strategies. I uh, appreciate you sharing that. You know, Anthony, if if my listeners want to look you up, learn a little bit more about you, best place for them to do that. Yeah, definitely, and and I appreciate you know you know allowing me to plug that in and, and connect with your audience. And before I do, I want to mention one more thing. You know, so for any parent to understand, like the way that you parent one child might be different than the way you might parent your other child. Um, so the way you might talk to one and communicate with with, with one might be different. And I think that's just an important thing I like to always say, because sometimes we get stuck as parents, like I'm only, I got to talk to this one and this one the same, because if not, one's going to feel excluded or the other one's going to feel this way. And I got to treat them equal. And it's like, no, we're, your, your kids are different. You know, we're different. Even as parents with your significant other, we're going to parent differently. And you got to just learn the best way for you to be able to communicate with one child and with another one and how one learns more than the, how one learns learns versus how the other one learns. And I think that that's another big opportunity to see change in, in the family dynamic and in your kids dynamics. So I just wanted to mention that as well. Yeah. Um, so where people can connect with me, um, I'm easy to find on Instagram, Mendez fitness, M E N D E Z fitness, um, reach out to me. Um, I love to connect with my audience. Um, I'll tell you right now, like as much as I have a team, um, involved in my social media and they do some connecting for me. I'm 85 to 90%. I'm usually going to be the one responding because I like really interacting. My team usually will let me know, hey, look, somebody messaged this or 
you know, inter uh, just letting you know if you want to interact with them. And I always do a really good job on myself to do that because I love connecting with my audience, dropping voice notes. So you'll hear from me. Um, and then you can also connect with me on um, through email. You know, you can message, you can email me at anthony at mendisfitness.com. Um, that would be another easy way to connect with me. Also as well, my podcast is uh, Sweat It Out Podcast. Um, on Instagram, it's Sweat It Out Dot Podcast. On YouTube, Apple, Sweat It and uh, um, Spotify, Sweat It Out Podcast. Um, right now, we're on kind of like a little grace period. We're going to relaunch the new season moving forward into 2023. Probably like around, we're looking for like March, April. Um, but that's kind of like the estimate time for anybody who decides to go in there, want to listen. We'll be launching, relaunching again then. But you could go ahead and look at some of our old episodes. Awesome. Well, um, thank you for that. And I'll make sure to uh, include those in all the show notes. Um, so thank you for that. And just for my listeners, my viewers, um, he is very active on social media, um, mainly Instagram. Uh, you can find him, uh, you can communicate with him. Uh, he's very active and very responsive. So um, if you have questions when it comes to your fitness, maybe your business, uh, maybe you're maybe you're in that fitness business arena and you're having some struggles or maybe you have a question about parenting uh, things to deal with your kid when it comes to kids to come to fitness, maybe different uh, fitness exercises they could do that are healthy for them. Um, those kind of things reach out to him because he would absolutely uh, respond to you and give you some advice or guidance. Um, listen, Anthony, it's been uh, just an extreme pleasure having you on, brother. I really appreciate uh, and admire the things that you're doing, not only as a businessman, but as a dad. Um, and I, you know, I really do appreciate our friendship and the times that we've had to connect through social media. And I'm looking forward to uh, to growing this friendship. So I appreciate you being on, brother. Oh, thank you, man. No, it's, uh, you know, Brian, it's been an honor to be on here and share as much as I can and learn as well. And I look forward to connecting more with your community and all the other dads out there who probably can teach me a lot as well as uh, I continue growing through my fatherhood journey with my little girl. So I got a, I got a lot to learn, a lot to apply. So I'm definitely excited, you know, to, uh, to be able to be part of your data community. And uh, just to share off on a note, I always just like to leave this off with anybody in the audience listening. If the world doesn't stop for you, why are you going to stop for the world? You got to keep moving with everything you do. You know, the more you move, the more you win, the more you'll succeed. So keep moving as a dad, a business owner, business owner, as a, as a, a significant other, you know, as, as anybody who wants to become and continue growing in their life, you got to keep moving and just don't stop for anybody. You know, you got to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Well said. Well, listen, everybody, thank you again for another episode, watching episode of Dad Up. Thank you to my good friend, Anthony Mendez, for being on the show. Uh, make sure you guys are checking out the things that he's doing through social media. You can go to his website. Uh, you can sign up for his YouTube channel, listen to his podcast, Sweat It Out podcast. Uh, do all those things for him. Uh, and then obviously for me, if you're not subscribed yet to the Dad Up podcast, make sure you do that. Subscribe to YouTube and, and anywhere you get uh, your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, any of those places. Uh, and then as always, like I've told you guys before, you can always reach out to me on Instagram in the DMs and either myself or someone from my team will reach back to you and uh, we'll get things answered for you or uh, move from there. So thank you again for you that are watching, listening, wherever you are. And I look forward to seeing you all on the next episode of Data. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. Make sure you guys subscribe to my podcast and YouTube channel. And please do me a favor, leave a rating and a review. Would love to hear from you and see what you think of the show. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes each week. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Data Podcast. Thank you.